Welcome everyone to Just Crypto. We're a show where we have honest conversations with creators, builders, and artists within the crypto community. And our purpose is to elevate the humanity behind those who are driving our community forward. Uh, we'll focus on their journey and the vision for the projects that, you're, that they're working on. My name is Vanessa Harris, and I'm joined today by my uh, co-host and producer, Daniel. Hello, people. This is Daniel at Satisend on Twitter. Uh, just a quick reminder that please do your, your own research and nothing we say here is financial advice. Today, Anton from the Elfram Vampires joins us. Thank you, Anton. Yeah, uh, welcome to everybody and very nice and happy uh, to be on the show and to finally meet uh, both of you in um, a video call. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's wonderful to have you uh, on the show, Anton. And so let's, you know, dive right in. I love if you could share, you know, a little bit more about yourself, kind of what you do. As we were talking before the show, you had kind of an interesting story about how your life's going right now. And just let folks get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I'm uh, Anton. Um, and I'm actually originally from uh, Europe. But last year, I decided to quit my country. I'm, I'm coming from Germany and I decided to, to quit that and go around the world wherever I want to go to uh, become completely mobile. It was for me like a, uh, an important personal uh, development step for my uh, own life, both like personally and professionally also because it meant that I quit my previous job and went completely full-time crypto. Wow, completely full-time crypto. So that's a big step. Can you rewind a bit and, and tell us a bit how you discovered crypto? Like what was the gateway for you into the world of crypto? Okay, so um, around 2010 and 2011, I uh, started to... Um, to go to university and to study IT, um, even though I then um, found out that it's not a topic where uh, I wanted to uh, continue my, my study, especially like the uh, university kind of study was not real, really my thing. So I quit that. But um, from that, I heard about Bitcoin, like from some... Uh, some guys I'm, that I met there and that I became friends with. And so I discovered that, like, um, uh, let's say, thought uh, construct of, of Bitcoin, and I found it interesting. But it was nothing really more than just, like, finding it interesting and sometimes reading about it for the next um, 10 years. Uh, even though sometimes that's, that's a lot of reading, I've got to say, <laughs> ten years uh, worth of reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, no, I I didn't like uh, go um, deeply into into it or anything. Like um, it was just I was just like aware, but nothing more. And and sometimes I thought like, ah, that price of of this Bitcoin thing, it really went up. I should have last time I I heard about it. I should have bought some, but uh, I after I had that thought, I don't know, like 10, 20 times more <laughs> over the couple of years, then um, uh, in the COVID pandemic, a friend of mine told me that he finally uh, made the step to invest in Bitcoin and also in other cryptocurrencies. And there's this thing called Ethereum and um, other other stuff and he um, he uh, made some money, lost some money there and it would be really interesting and I had not, not so much to do at that point of time. I was working like every day from home and aside from that um, it was really getting boring in the COVID pandemic um, so I decided to listen to him and uh, just to uh, throw like 30 euros first into uh, any cryptocurrency that I never heard of before and that started my journey like to um, when I really put money on the table uh, that's when I dived into the topics and more 
read about it, um, had conversations with friends, with um, uh, people from my former um, uh, job. So 2020 is when I consider myself like going the, uh, down the rabbit hole. Nice. That's so, a, a good, so good time. Sorry, go ahead, Daniel. What was the price of uh, so so when, when you so you, you you got deeper into cryptocurrencies in 2020, which currencies did you start with? It was it Bitcoin, Ethereum. Um, at first, I was on a centralized exchange um, where I okay. just bought like um, over the first few weeks. I bought maybe ten coins and maybe sold half of them uh, uh, directly afterwards. Um, just to try like how that exchange works and uh, what what happens. And sometimes I bought something, then read about it, and then decided I don't want to support that and <laughs> took my money out of it. So some of them I don't even remember. But um, what I uh, remember most from, from that time was Crow, uh, C-R-O, uh, from uh, Crypto.com, their um uh, their original coin and Ethereum and Ethereum was at that point of time like two hundred dollars. Um, hmm. When a friend told me you got to buy it, you got to buy it. It will be the next big uh, uh, thing, and I needed like to watch it go from two hundred to two hundred forty dollars until I was like, ah, okay, you're probably right, and then I bought luckily uh, uh, some of it. Awesome, awesome. So you know, you, you started with the with the big guys, the Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, but we're going to be talking soon about the the project that you have on the Alrond blockchain. And how did you come to discover Alrond, and, and what stands out about it for you? Um, Alrond, I first heard about it um, also in twenty twenty, like maybe one or two times. A friend of mine just mentioned it shortly, and. Then at the end of 2020, in December, actually, um, uh, he told me, like, ah, this Elrond thing could be really, really interesting because they, they don't have anything yet, but they want to become the next big Ethereum. Um, that, that was basically how he described it. And um, Was it the I same think, friend that... Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, the same friend that oh. uh, got me got me motivated <laughs> the first time, um, and uh, probably you guys know him from Twitter, uh, Crypto Barbarian. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm not sure. Like... Crypto Barbarian. Yeah, it's, uh, he's uh, active in the Elrond uh, Twitter scene for for quite some some while, um, right. and uh, he. So at that point of time, uh, Elrond didn't have anything, uh, but uh, okay. they had their coin and the coin was around $20. Um, so I bought a little bit uh, from, uh, from the coin and then it took me a couple of months where I was more focused on going into DeFi in general. Uh, first on Ethereum, then due to obvious gas fee uh, reasons, I went to uh, Binance Smart Chain, and then I went to uh, Polygon and uh, explored that. I was uh, uh, trading in, in many very little altcoins. I, I was active on many farms, and I actually had on uh, Binance Smart Chain, um, I dived deep into one project which is called ApeSwap. It's the second biggest um, decentralized exchange on uh, Binance Smart Chain. And uh, they have a very um, interesting approach to uh, crypto, a very decentralized uh, approach and um, even though their main coin doesn't really have a very good price movement overall, um, they 
got a lot of users um, into their project and um, me and, and some friends of mine that were active in, in the um, uh, DeFi space uh, started uh, to create an own Telegram channel um, as a marketing group. And it was like a indie, from ApeSwap independent uh, marketing group just from um, interested investors and um, we, but we got the approval of their team um, to do this because they believe in decentralization. They also believed that it's nice if the community wants to uh, to do something. And as a marketing group, we grew to a, a hundred, uh, roughly a hundred members. Um, and we uh, actually created a big campaign um, that um, drove their um, uh, the project's coin up in value by I think around a, a 15 to 20 X because it, it, it was at some point of time at um, like 57 uh, cents and then it made a, a heavy bull run to uh, around roughly $10. Um, afterwards it, it fell again because it was a farming coin and because so many people um, made big gains, uh, they, uh, they sold a lot. But um, at, at that point of time, we as a marketing group uh, gave out uh, roughly $20,000 uh, to $30,000 worth of coins in, in that ah. period of time that we uh, gathered through donations um, uh, from mostly from coming from the marketing group um, and that was a very beautiful experience for myself to see how the marketing in the crypto sphere works and how um, you can, as an investor, um, actually uh, progress on, on a project if you're just okay. really active every day. Interesting. So, so I'm, I'm very curious, since you've got experience, you know, in Ethereum and Binance Smart Chain and, and a number of other chains, how would you compare what the Alron team is doing with, with MyRDX and their MEX token with the approaches that have been taken on other chains? And, uh, you know, where do you think the Alron team has done a, a great job and where do you think maybe they haven't done as good a job? That's a tricky question. There's a lot of layers to, to the answers. First of all, the what what they do differently is they value the user experience uh, very much, especially in the beginning, like beginning of 2021, um, when they got um, in uh, uh, the Maya uh, application out, that was a huge milestone in, in my perspective for the L1 project and the Maya application is really easy to get into and really easy to use, comfortable to use. Um, and I know many people that have not access to any computer so um, that they are able to do everything just with the, um, with the mobile phone. Um, is actually a big advantage in the adoption for Elrond. So I think that application was really a, a perfect move uh, from the Elrond team. Um, and also the speed of, of transactions, uh, the gas fees are both very, very nice. Um, and Later, like in the end of 2021, when the first, um, first the, uh, Maya Dex came around, that was beautiful, even though they had at that point of time already a lot of technical issues where people had to wait like for two hours for a transaction on the release of the Maya Dex. Um, and I mean, basically, the 
from a technical perspective, uh, Elrond is multi-chained, uh, uh, not multi-chained, multi-sharded, but yeah. um, I think there's still not a lot of shards, so there's a lot of potential still for the future to um, uh, to build up, especially with more adoption coming to the blockchain. Um, and end of 2021, uh, the first NFT project started. I think Stromozy was the first one, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, if I recall, I, I think Nogen was one of the first um, and there was one other project before them, but I, I don't think Stromosi was was first. But you know, someone can correct us. Um, you know, I'm <laughs> okay, sure someone yeah. will come and shout at me. <laughs> um, but was Stromosi was definitely one of the OGs from my recollection. Yeah, yeah, and and um, I think in um, forms of communicating deadlines um, that the team gives for themselves. They can work on on that point. <laughs> um, they're, they're not alone in the crypto space. <laughs> oh yeah, plans. yeah, that's that's completely true. Um, and I think like the marketing in general has um, like they expect that the I, I think they expect that the community would do the marketing. On, on their own um, but but there are some points where the L1 team to really get to their goals need to build a more um, user friendly and builder friendly um, foundation like um, on Binance Smart Chain it's so easy for any new coin or an Ethereum to uh, to launch. You don't need to ask anybody for permission. You can have every important milestone of a project on your own, like without any uh, centralized gatekeepers. And um, you can just list on Uniswap or on um, one of the many uh, decentralized uh, exchanges on Ethereum on um, on Binance Smart Chain, but on Elrond, we currently have this big decentralized exchange from from Maya. But listing there is actually very centralized, um, and uh, that's an issue that I hope, I really hope that some project takes uh, on this problem in, in, in the future and builds a completely decentralized um, like uh, Uniswap fork on, on Elrond. Awesome. You know, I definitely agree uh, with, with, with that perspective. And I'm curious how you see the, the newly released jungle decks coming into this and whether you see that as an, uh, solving any of the problems or is it still more centralized than you would perhaps like? Um, I think it's going in the right direction because it um, makes a smaller, uh, uh, the obstacle to make the first listing on MayaDex is getting smaller with that uh, jungle uh, Dex, but it's still a big obstacle. I think 10,000 or 20,000 uh, US dollars worth of liquidity you need. Um, for the initial listing, that's a lot to to start with. Um, so we definitely still need um, another Dex for that. Cool. Well, well, thank you so much for kind of indulging as we explored into your background and experience. Uh, you know, very interesting. I love that you've got experience across multiple blockchains. Uh, one of the reasons that we wanted to talk to you, though, was, uh, you know, you do have an NFT project that you're shepherding on the Alron blockchain. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about, you know, Alron Vampires, how you discovered NFTs, why NFTs and, and, and this project. Okay, okay. I will go to the questions in reverse order. Why NFTs? Um, my, <laughs> my, my, my previous job, before I went in, into 
a while I went into crypto. Uh, I actually had the job uh, for one and a half years during doing crypto every day um, was selling oil paintings in oh. uh, Germany to, to businesses, uh, to um, uh, big businesses from different industries, like some, uh, especially some real estate uh, businesses and um, some of the uh, biggest, um, I, I'm, I can't say any names, but one of the biggest uh, insurance company of the world was actually getting their picture, their paintings for their offices uh, from us. And uh, I was doing the sales job there. So I had actually like almost nothing to do with the um, uh, with the creation of the um, uh, paintings, except from maybe delivering the uh, thoughts and wishes from the customer to our painters. Um, and uh, during that point of time, I already got a lot into uh, sales and marketing. Also, I have uh, some history be before that um, uh, related especially to sales. Um, so now on, on the NFT thing, I think NFTs is basically just a technology. Some people, especially artists, view it as like the next step of art, but I disagree. I think it's a new piece of technology and actually the next step of crypto coins, of crypto tokens, um, okay. in one direction that um, might be used very good to actually um, sell um, art pieces. But that's okay. just one utility. I think you could make an NFT completely without any visuals. It just wouldn't be yep. so interesting to most people because uh, men, uh, hu humans in general are very uh, visual. Like we are, the right. brain actually works 50,000 times faster on our visual input than any other input. You're correct, right? Like some numbers, numbers and word NFTs do sometimes sell pretty well. Yeah. yeah, both both uh, you know Daniel and I are very familiar with the Cardano blockchain, and they just launched a a, a project called Ada Handles, which is basically like domains on on Cardano, and so that's been a very popular thing. Uh, but but you're absolutely right; it's it's more uh, it requires more effort to get into than a, a cool picture that you really like and you want to be part of it. But you you kind of touched on uh, you know there's other utility for NFTs, and I'm wondering if you could expand on that a, a little bit more. Where else do you see NFTs as being valuable? Um, um, uh, yeah, um, that's uh, w one uh, point of my of my backstory maybe uh, comes into play here because um, when I was in uh, first active in crypto in uh, 2020, I um, actually completely disliked any NFTs. Like the uh, when I heard from that, I was like, I I don't know anything about that. I'm I don't care about that. Um, and it took me some time until I got into Axie Infinity. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and like because I started to play, I'm, I'm really a fan of games in general. Um, <laughs> like any games, offline, online, I don't care. I'm uh, pretty much a gamer um, from, from my heart. So um, when I discovered Axie Infinity, um, I wanted to, to play it and to try it out. So I got uh, some Axies uh, for like completely overpriced at that point of time during the Axie Bull run where you paid like um, $2,000 for one uh, little team of three Axies. And... Um, then I also started to um, uh, to make uh, Twitch movies about it, like streaming oh, Axie, cool. and I created a Axie Guild. Um, we got to be 
in, in the peak, like over 50 people um, that I had to to handle and, and, and manage uh, the axes and that they get uh, education on how you win in, in that game, um, what strategies you might use and stuff like that. So um, at that point of time, I really discovered how you can use NFTs in a gaming sense um, and also gathered some more experience about how to manage a team. Like I, I previously had um, a, a leading position several years ago in, in a call center um, where I also al already learned this from a professional uh, point of view, but now I learned it in, a, um, in the crypto sphere, um, how you can best uh, communicate on a, on a Discord with those people and, and stuff like that. So um, that got me into the nft game in general and then it was just a little step uh, on elrond especially since on elrond there were um very few uh, like regular crypto token projects um most projects shows nft for their like um investment uh, circle so it was a natural step on on elrond to invest in nfts to get to know nfts and and then i thought like i i can do this on my own and i can add to the um to the whole system because i think i got a different perspective like maybe slightly different from some others maybe very different from some other builders uh, but i can add to that uh, ecosystem yeah Awesome. So, so you know, you're you're on our end. Uh, you know, NFTs are a thing. You want to add to the our own NFT ecosystem. Uh, was our own vampires your, your first project? Did you have other projects uh, there as well? And how did you land on the idea of of our own vampires? Um, at the point of time where I created it, or like basically since uh, since decades, I'm I'm actually very mostly night active. Um, especially <laughs> so you, after... you are the vampire <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, also sometimes I don't get too much sun um, and I really value the vampire figure in uh, in fantasy histories in, in fantasy stories and movies um, because they usually have oh. a different perspective of of like uh, existing in general because they are immortal. Once you are immortal, mm. you um, value long term over short term. You have to build up uh, assets that are uh, beneficial in, in long term. And uh, vampires are usually said to have no emotions, which is also a trader kind of thing. Like a trader wants to be completely cold with no emotions, just like doing uh, uh, benefiting in every trade that they do. And um, I think um, that um, adds up to uh, to one thing we we also have in in our uh, white paper, which is becoming old white and rich which is uh, like which stands for the vampire uh being go <laughs> so uh, well one thing uh, you uh, go ahead daniel sorry no i'll i'll, I'll show the white paper in a bit but uh, uh, you go first Vanessa. yeah as so well one thing you you kind of touched on which was interesting to me was the idea that you know vampires are immortal um and maybe some would would argue that once you put something on the blockchain, it's immortal as well. And so I just love that play where you're creating NFTs that are immortal representing an immortal being. And I don't know if that was a kind of part of the thinking that you'd done before and intentionally or or not. Yes, yes, it, it actually was. The project uh, uh, should become immortal. Um, when I first started the project, I actually started it anonymously. 
So um, except for the team members, nobody knew, like even uh, people that I talked with every day didn't know uh, that I was uh, involved in that project. Um, and this, like, uh, in, in crypto in general, there's a lot of scammers, rug pullers. So many projects actually start, um, gather some money, and leave. And um, our project, of course, should differ from that, should, uh, should stand through uh, any market conditions and uh, should uh, um, be there like forever. Um, and also being like indestructible in, in several sentence, uh, senses, like um, one thing, of course, being uh, de on a decentralized blockchain where you have it in your own wallet and when nobody else can access your asset, that is one thing that I think makes it immortal. And uh, then also our intention to um, to have this project flowing on in maybe in in a different um, direction in, in the future. Like I think directions can change, and that's the reason why our roadmap is rather slim. So we can adopt to new um, uh, circumstances. Uh, to new conditions on, on the market or uh, to new input from our community. I mean, the community is just building up and we want to involve them in the process because it's not just me doing some stuff and selling it. It's, it's a process where a community builds up and together decides where we want to go. And um, that is a... Um, point of like um, immortality and, and connectivity that we want to create and um, that was also the reason why um, I doxed myself and uh, everybody can look up who I am I, I have a LinkedIn account with my, with my full name linked to the uh, Vampire Project um, because I feel very comfortable um, being responsible for the project. Uh, that's very interesting. So um, am I getting that correctly that um, your main interest is in building this community under the representation of the vampires, right? But, but you really want to build this community, this collection of people that are, are willing to work together and define what this project is going to be in the future, right? Exactly, exactly. Good. Now, just to show people where they can reach out to you and your project, um, uh, you can follow the Elrond Vampires on Twitter at Elrond Vampires One. Uh, also, if you want to follow Anton, it's uh, I'm gonna put it in the screen because those are too many numbers, numbers for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's fine. But uh, yeah, you you can uh, you can still uh, find it and and people can. Look it up. Maybe we can put it in the uh, descriptions later on YouTube. For sure, for sure. And also the, the website uh, of your project where uh, people can see um, more information about the project, also the roadmap and the team, right? Um, so exactly. so uh, um, let me ask you, these vampires, are these the kind of vampires that burn with the, the light of the sun, or or they shine glittery. Uh, like what, 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 what kind of backstory do these vampires have? Um, these vampires, actually, the vampires that we um, wanted to represent ourselves. So, like, I'm 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 the one with the um, uh, Michael Jackson dress. Um, and the uh, bone uh, throne in, in the background um, because it's somehow like this uh, unique um, uh, mix of traits uh, of our randomly created uh, vampire collection um, somehow connected with me. Like it's, it's an emotional 
connection, right? I can make sense of it afterwards in a logical sense, but it was first like completely uh, e emotional um, process to, to create those uh, pictures and uh, link it to our names. And the same is true for, uh, uh, for the other uh, members of the team uh, that are listed here. Like they wanted to um, uh, somehow rep represent uh, themselves. Um, uh, for Isabel, she's a main artist. We we had a, a team of artists creating the um, uh, the traits, and um, because she's an artist, she um, I mean they're pretty unique and al always want a little like extra uh, things. So she wanted to represent this picture of herself. If people join the Discord, they, they will be able to see uh, some of the art in the sneak peek channel. I had it here, okay, right here. Um, besides the vampires, you have coffins and you have the blood token. Is that correct? Exactly, exactly. And so, uh, um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I can uh, quickly describe the coffins and their background. Um, Thank you. We, we never uh, announce the, the coffins or, or anything like uh, our collection is a collection of vampires, but the vampires are not yet minted. They are um, uh, just to, to be minted in the future. And we are going to have three pre-sales at all. Um, first pre-sale is already done. Second pre-sale is currently ongoing. And because we want to build for long term, we don't take any rush in the, in the sales. So we um, decided for, so people can have something on the, on the blockchain that they can look up on the blockchain that we can already give utilities, that they can trade, that they can give to other people to create all this utility. Uh, even during the pre-sales, we created directly after the first pre-sale, the coffins. And the coffins are SFTs, which is like an NFT, except that they are not unique. They are, all coffins look exactly the same. And um, if you have two in your wallet, you can't differentiate between them because on the blockchain itself, they are completely 100% identical. That's the background of the uh, coffins. The blood exactly. is a um, classic uh, token, like a, a, a numbers uh, a token. So there's 40 billion uh, blood has been minted, um, which is roughly the same number like liters of uh, blood in all humans all over the uh, planet. So um, we wanted to represent that because the blood, the essence of this token is to all humanity. And uh, blood is giving out uh, is given out mostly in in games in giveaways in airdrops in um, marketing actions and lots of different ways to um, uh, to people and to the holders of the uh, coffins and um, at first it had no utility at all except for that you can could gather it. So there were some people already gathering it for months. And oh, wow. now we have the very first um, uh, the very first utility of blood, which is also to be seen in the Discord. Uh, and it's auctions. We auction oh, uh, cool. other NFTs. So let, let, me, let me reinforce what you have shared with us so far. Um, I shared on the chat a link to the to the white paper, and uh, uh, people can see there more information about the tokenomics of the project, including awesome. the three resale phases, the public sale, the distribution of the marketing funds, um, 
then they they have more information about, about the, the coping tokens and the uh, the blood token. And you you were mentioning to us that the first utility of the blood token is the, is the auction. Is, is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Very cool. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you'd like to share about the actions? And, and I think Vanessa ha, has some, uh, wants to participate. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the, the auctions um, are basically coming out of our many, many partnerships. We have created so far uh, more than 65 uh, partnerships with other uh, Elrond-specific um, projects. And oh, okay. um, we, we want to be the project, the NFT project on Elrond that goes for the most partnerships because we believe a lot in being connected and in going for mutual beneficial uh, uh, connections between human after uh, be between people after all and um, between projects. And uh, since we created so many uh, partnerships in the past, we started just um, to elaborate uh, from that and uh, show our community more about the partnership projects. So we put some of them on NFT auctions. Okay. Um, and the blood that is used on those auctions afterwards always gets burned. So it's oh, okay. also a kind of burn mechanic that, um, th that we wanted to have anyways. So we thought, why not start now? with uh, going for that goal. Awesome. No, I, I love it. And I love that you keep kind of adding utility to a token that started out as, you know, just collecting it. Um, uh, you know, I will say if we have anyone who's, uh, you know, here live following along in chat, uh, welcome. If you have any questions for Anton or any comments, uh, feel free to drop them in chat. We'll definitely uh, be sure to involve you as well. Um, you know, I, I am curious, you, you mentioned kind of first utility is the auctions that you've got going through the Discord. Um, do you have any thoughts on what the second utility for the, the token would be? Yes, yes. Actually, we have uh, some plans, um, which is uh, in the future to, um, to kind of upgrade the coffins from the artwork. So um, this is not too easy to do from a technical perspective. But um, uh, so we we didn't uh, like um, do it un un until now. But we intend to make it upgradable so that like maybe in the in the future you could um, pay some certain amount of uh, blood that then gets burned and you exchange um, the picture of your coffin for another picture like maybe with another background or maybe i mean the, the trend is there for 3d models so why not make a 3d coffin like that that would be uh cool if 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 that would work of course there's a lot of uh, steps of work to do um but i i think that should be possible and we also uh, already made uh, some first steps in that direction. And that's just one idea what we can do in the future with blood. There's also some other ideas um, that we have in mind and uh, there's even uh, some um, idea that just came up from a partnership project. Um, so there will, but but I can't announce it yet because it's still in in the making. Um, but oh. I guess that in the next one to two weeks we're gonna announce something more about that. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I you know I was watching a vampire movie the uh, a couple of weeks ago and the vampires were. Uh, if they didn't get enough blood, they would slowly, you know, decay and, and die. And so I wonder if feeding your vampires blood to keep the, the NFT going, uh, dumb idea, but, you know, might be kind of a cool way to, to use the token. It, 
Um, it, it actually, it works some kind like this because uh, we, we had the idea like maybe, maybe you needed to keep the token alive, but that would actually not be aligned with the token being immortal. So we um, uh, rather make it as an essence for the people to interact in the project. Like within the project, especially when we add more utility, um, it will be what you need to, um, to really be alive in a way of transforming, in, in a way of doing new stuff. So, um, so you kind of really hit the spot with that. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, you, you know, I know you've got, a, you know, a, a roadmap that's still, you know, being, being developed, but what's, what's next uh, for Elrond Vampires? Like what's the next step people can look forward to for the project? Um, so there's, we're, we're going forward on multiple levels. So one level, of course, is right now, the pre-sale we, we got the ongoing second pre-sale um and as soon as as that is uh, is finished um we will uh, move to to our third pre-sale which will be the last pre-sale directly afterwards the vampire nfts themselves will be minted and um get, giving out we will be giving out those uh, vampires to everybody who has a coffin so that basically like the vampires rise out of the existing coffins the first ones and then uh, later people can uh, buy the vampires directly um, this is why in the future we will have up to 5555 vampires but always only the 1,600 coffins. Um, that's, that's one level where, where we are advancing. Another level is uh, we are advancing with our partnerships. So in every partnership... Oh, I think uh, maybe you cut out. Uh, can you hear Anton, Daniel? I, I cannot... Uh, so, you know, Anton did warn us that where he's at, the internet is a little bit struggling. Um, yeah, you, you cut out just for a little bit there, Anton. We'll, we'll give him a chance to, to see if the internet can come back. Um, you know, it's the, the perils Where's of traveling the world. Okay. Can you? You're back. <laughs> can you? Can you? Yes. Um, um, yes and okay, no. You're yeah. cutting Here out a little bit. Very. Oh. Uh, yes. Give me the question again, please. Oh, we were just we were just talking about what's on the future for for Elrond Vampires. Um, uh, you you know, and I think you you talked us through some of the plans with the uh, you know the the, the coffins and the the pre mint uh, and after the pre mint having uh, the actual uh, mint for. The, the vampires going live. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to share on the future plans of Elrond vampires? We need some, some uh, like uh, smooth jazz, like <laughs> for. There is a, there is a tool, wait, hold on. We, we can get some jazz here while we're waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I no think the, the internet connection went off and my, my laptop connected to the neighbor's house where I previously <laughs> uh, were living. Um, and, and the connection to the neighbor's house is really bad from here. Um, oh, I see. So I, I so hope it's Tell it your neighbors to get another Wi-Fi extender or right? something because you need it. <laughs> yeah yeah i should do that um but but actually uh, tomorrow i'm already moving on uh, I, i'm currently in metro manila in the capital of um of philippines and i will move uh, tomorrow to some uh, beautiful beach 
province. So nice. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So you know, we've had a we've had a great conversation. Uh, you know, one question we like to to end our show with, which we ask you know every guest, uh, is hmm? how can we make a blockchain and the the future of technology more human for everyone involved? More human. It it will become way more human if um, people focus on people. If um, uh, from so many perspectives, like from from an investor perspective, um, I would always prefer to deeply watch who's the founding team of a project and what's their intention, rather than just um, uh, looking on roadmaps, price movement, or, or stuff like that. So, on that perspective. Uh, people should focus more on the on on other people um, on the perspective of the blockchains themselves we always have to be connected with with other people in in the space so projects have to connect with other projects node um, providers should uh, connect with other node providers um, so that they can advance in um, and also help each other with new problems that arise in, in the blockchain technology there's always new problems that arise that uh, are not foreseen and that you have to react quickly to you have to react professionally to it um, doesn't matter what um, your position is if, if you're a trader, if you're an investor if you're uh, a builder or if uh, you're a marketer, it doesn't matter in any um, uh, position that you're in, you always um, have to connect with the right people and um, professionally uh, move forward. I think that due to many people coming from more a uh, hobby interest kind of perspective into the crypto world that's sometimes lacking. And um, I think that if we advance in, in that direction, um, we actually have a, a, a chance to really form the future and not to give away control over the future to some minor companies or to um, uh, to some governments that might have different goals in mind than we would actually like. Awesome. I, I love it. Well, Anton, thank you so much for, for spending the hour with us. Uh, you know, best of luck on the next stage of the project. If you want to find, um, you know, Anton or the Elrond Vampires, we'll throw the link in the description uh, down below this so you can take a look. Um, otherwise, uh, thanks for, for joining us and thank you everyone who was uh, watching. Great to have you on, on the show here. If you did enjoy the show, please go ahead and uh, like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, until next time. Cheers.